0: to see each one out and have our visitors today and uh, i guess i scared sister barbara she's leaving already man um, stand with us this morning let's go to the lord in prayer again as we said glad to be in god's house and glad that you're here with us brother philip will you open us this, this morning Any birthdays? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. anniversaries. I did already gave Yeah, Sister Barbara, Brother Don. Seven years. We met a um, folks that we went to church with. Oh, good night! Twenty years, ago, thirty years ago, and uh, I met them the other day, and they said that they. He goes, "We're both. We both finally turned eighty, and we've been married just over sixty years." And uh, I'm tell you something, church folks. We need those examples. In this day and age we live in, we need those examples. So stay true to God and stay true one to another. Page 58.
1: Uh, Go ahead and turn over to page 290, page 290. and grab your blue book and let's turn to page 240, page 240.
0: Want to go to the Lord this morning in prayers and have our ushers come forward. Uh, do remember all those on our prayer requests list. Ask that you remember uh, Sister Barbara, her upcoming uh, procedures that she has. Uh, remember Brother Don, then also continue remember Brother, uh, Sister Donna Fay, um, Brother Lloyd Shores. I thinking of those who've been in and out of the hospital. Uh, remember uh, Sister Kenya this morning uh, in your prayers as well uh, today. And then remember Sherry, a visitor with us. She's got a uh, test and stuff on the ninth, possible surgery for throat hernia. So remember that this morning as well. Any others? Your, your yes.
2: Remember
0: that. Unspoken this morning. Amen. Amen. Father, today we thank you, Lord, for your love and mercy. We thank you, dear God, for the blessings you give us. Lord, asking you this morning, help us, Father, to do your will, to praise, worship, and honor thy name. Touch each and every heart that's here today, dear God, we pray. Help us, Lord. Father, the things that we need to do for thee. Dear God, I pray this morning, bless the offering, let it be used for thy glory. We'll give you glory, honor, and praise in Christ's name. Amen.
1: Go ahead and turn to page 81 in your blue book,
0: 81. We have a special today. Thank you. Blessings of God never cease. Just like His mercies, they're new every day. And for that, I'm so thankful this morning. Let me just tell you if you'll turn in your Bibles to the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter, excuse me, 2 Corinthians, chapter 6, using some scriptures we've been using, but talking, I guess, in the same manner, but maybe a little different this morning. Titled This Morning Separate or Separate and Stand. It seems like it's very hard today to get people to separate themselves from the world and take a stand. But my Bible tells me that's exactly what God expects me to do. I'm to be separate. And I'm to stand. So if you would stand with us this morning, we'll begin reading in verse 13 of 2 Corinthians chapter 6. This is not unfamiliar scripture, but very familiar scripture. Now for recompense in the same I speak unto you as speak as unto my children, be ye also enlarged. Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? And what concord hath Christ with Belial? Or what parteth he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, And I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord. And touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. And I will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Father, this morning we thank you for your love. We thank you for your mercy and grace. And we ask you, dear God, help us today. Lord, to do thy will, to praise, worship, and honor thy name. We thank you, Father, and give you glory, Father, in Jesus' precious name. Amen. 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 You may be seated this morning. That thought is, be ye separate. Then to add to it, stand, in Daniel chapter 3, we find that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego have been Uh, rightly accused of not bowing down to the image of King Nebuchadnezzar. They refused to serve his God. They refused to bow down to an idol that was made. In verse 16 of chapter 3, it says, Sadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of thine hands, or thy hand, O King. But if not, be it known unto thee, O King, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. In this statement, they refused to bow because, see, they'd already found out once the people that are accusing them, found out once and accused them, brought them right again rightly before the king. While everybody else bowed, they stood. They refused to bow down even regardless, not not just to the decree, but, but may I say they refused to bow even to the peer pressure. The pressure of those that were round about them doing the same thing. That that to be honest with you, I have to think that the impact that they could have had would have been influential had one other person stood with them, many probably would have stayed standing. But as it was, they all bowed except for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Now I say that I'm going to say this, and this is not in the Bible, but Daniel didn't bow either. I don't know where Daniel was, but Daniel wouldn't have bowed to this God. And you say, Brother Ernie, that's not written there. But I'm just telling you, for those that were out in the audience, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego looked awful tall that day when everybody else bowed and they stood. They separated themselves from the rest of the crowd by standing, by the way. When everybody else goes down and you stand up, you are easy to be seen. I mean, it's it's kind of like putting a black dot on a white sheet of uh, paper. You can find that real easy. You ever looked at your paper before you put it in the printer or even before you wrote on it as kids in school? I can remember looking at the paper, and there would be sometimes little brown dots because paper's made out of wood. And there'd be little brown spots on my writing paper, and I could see all of those on there because it stood out. It was an opposite color of white and so it's easy to be seen just like when everybody else bows and one stands it's easy to find the person standing with everybody else bowing and when there's more than one of them it's easy to pick out the group and I'm getting to a point today and I guess you could say Ernie what's your point it's this we have a lot of things going on and we send we tend to bow real easy Because we don't want to be the sore spot or the sore thumb, so to say. We don't want to be the one that everybody else looks at and picks on. And I thought about this, I guess, more so right now because of uh, the upcoming day of Halloween. And and I'm not going to preach the message on Halloween. I just want you to have this thought in your mind. If you drive around and look at all the things that are going on, And how people are decorating for Halloween. I have not yet seen one Noah ark. I have not seen one apostle. Or prophet. Any decoration that would similitude God. In any way shape or form. In the decorations of Halloween. There are witches. And ghosts. And zombies. And I I don't know what else you might have seen. Goblins or goose or whatever it is. But, but there are violent scenes where people's heads have been cut off or hung. Not godliness in any way, shape, or form. And by the way, I will say this too, statistically, shows, statistics shows that, that kidnappings go up at a higher rate the months and weeks before Halloween than any other time of the year. Because while we don't believe that it happens, it does happen. They are human sacrifices that go on. For this holiday, and it goes on a lot with kids. We don't see the things where people are stealing organs from people, and they're they're butchering them and mutilating them because you know the news media did not want to talk about that. That this is a day that they kind of like. I mean, after all, it's one of those things there, and I hate to say it this way, but but they ain't on your side, church. God is though. God's on your side if you're on God's side. And that's why we've got to separate and stand. And we, we cow down because we are afraid of what somebody will say or do to us. And my Bible says, Fear not him whom after you've killed the body can do no more, but rather fear him who after you've killed the body can both destroy both the body and soul in hell. Which means to me that I should be thinking about what does God think about, not what does man Think about. I mean, after all, do we all agree agree on the same color being the best color? How many of you have a favorite color of blue? Well, see, you're against me because mine's green. We don't all agree on our favorite foods. And we're not afraid to wear different colors, and we're not afraid to eat different foods. But it seems like when it comes to religious things, we're afraid to take a stand for God against the world that's standing against God. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego listened exactly what we was told in the New Testament. They applied that previously in the Old Testament when the king said, here's the deal. Bow down when the music is played to the image I've set up or get thrown into the fiery furnace. And they said, we're not going to bow down. They didn't go to the king and say, we're not bound down. Instead, they just said, we're not bound down. And when the music was played, they stayed standing. So then they're brought before the king, and the king says, I'll give you a second chance. God gives you and I a second chance, does he not? I mean, the day that I got saved, that was God's, second chance to me to have life. And when I say second chance, it might have been my hundred and fifty thousand chance. I don't know. I didn't keep count of all the times I'd been convicted. But I know that God gives second chances. But God's second chance to you and I is that we will stand instead of bow. The king's second chance to Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego was that they would bow Instead of stand. And they said in these verses here. We're not standing or bowing. We're standing. Look at what he said. We are not careful. Starting in the latter part of verse 16. We are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If so be our God. Whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fire. He's able to do us that way. But look at what he says. And. The next statement is not a if or maybe. It says, and he will deliver us out of thy hand, O king. See, God is able to keep us from going through things, but maybe we have to go through them. But at the end, he's going to deliver us from them. In John chapter 4, 1 John chapter 4, I think it is, and I can't remember, I looked it up, and maybe verse 13, somewhere there. The Bible says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Now that's not the whole verse there, but you can find it real simply. Greater is he that is in me, because that's Jesus if I'm a child of God. That's Jesus, the Holy Ghost, the third part of the Trinity of God. It's, it's, it's this, if God... In Christ and the Holy Ghost are all three one. In other words, I've got a greater power inside of me than that's in the world. Every time my Jesus, let me put it to you this way, I'll say it right. Every time the devil came up against my Jesus, he's mine because I've accepted him, but every time he came up against him, my Jesus used his word to get rid of the devil. He defeated him by using the word of God, which tells me that if I trust in the word of God, I can too also defeat the devil because the Bible says resist the devil and he will or shall flee from thee. It's one of those two words there and I don't want to get them all messed up. But I'm just telling you, church, it's time to separate and stand. To be Christian means that I stand for the things of God and I walk with the authority and the power of God. Not that I am the authority, but He's the authority. And I walk with that in my life so that God is manifested in my life and people can see God in me. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. This is God's word. Man says, hey, tone it down. Use the dimmer switch. Don't be the sore thumb. Don't be the outcast. Don't be the one who doesn't give in, who doesn't submit. Instead, be a compromiser. Well, I'll I'll compromise with you and let you wear whatever favorite color you like and I'll wear my favorite color and you can eat what you want to eat and I'll eat what I want to eat. Hey, I'm just telling you, I'll compromise with you, but you know what? Stop compromising the Word of God. God doesn't want us to compromise. He wants us to be steadfast and unmovable. If you think about it this way, and i I, I got a bunch of scriptures, I'll not get to all of them. But in Exodus chapter 20, verse 1, this is where the Ten Commandments start, by the way. And God spake all these words saying I am the Lord thy God which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt out of the house of bondage thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the waters under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them. Now think about this. Nor serve them for I am the Lord thy God. Am je- excuse me. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquities of the fathers upon the children, under the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. In twenty, chapter twenty-three, verse twenty. Behold, I send an angel before thee. Now God gave them the ten commandments in chapter twenty. In chapter twenty-three, He's telling them that He's He's got a way for them to go, and He sends an angel out before them. And he's gonna, there's going to be some things that are done here. But listen to what he says. I send an angel before thee to, keep thee to keep thee in the way. Which way? God's way. And by the way, I thought about this, and this really lines up with the New Testament. Jesus said, I am the way. I send an angel before thee to keep thee in the way. God's way. In other words, don't get off of God's way. Don't get off the track that I've got you on. Go on and read a little further. Again, I'm in Exodus 23, verse 20. He said, to bring thee to the place which I have prepared. John 14, remember? Jesus said, I have prepared a place I go and prepare a place for you. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where, where I am, there you may be also. Thomas said, Lord, we know not the way. And where thou I go us? How can we get there? He said, I am the way. Just follow me, Thomas. Let's follow God. Let's follow Jesus. Let's follow the word. Beware of him that obey his, excuse me. Beware of him and obey his voice. Provoke him not. For he will not pardon your transgressions, for my name is in him. I'm telling you, I believe with all my heart this is Jesus. But if thou shalt indeed obey his voice and do all the things that I speak, then will I be an enemy unto thine enemies. The enemy of my enemy, right? No, God's not my enemy, but God will be an enemy to my enemy. That's a lot better than thinking that I have to join ranks with the enemy of my enemies so that my enemies know that I am with the enemy of their enemy. No, God said, you be with me and I will be the enemy of your enemies. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Jesus wins every time, church. His death was not a defeat. It was a victory. In his death, I got salvation. In his life, I got salvation for eternity, eternal life. And when I say that, if I live for him and die with him and, and follow and follow him, and, and listen to me, i say it all the time, I'm not perfect, but if we'll confess up, we'll get straightened up, we'll get picked up, and we'll get back on the right way. But if I live for him and he lives inside of me, as he said there, I be I'm separated. He and me and I and him. I understand that that I I'm to be unequally yoked. I don't hey don't get along with the world. If you're getting along with the world, you're not getting along with God. I just tell you flat out, it's 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 a fact. Jesus in the Word of God in Romans says, "He that is a friend of the world is an enemy against God." Going on, I, I, I want God to be the enemy of my enemies. I like that, and an adversary unto thine adversaries, for mine angels shall go before thee and bring thee into the bring thee in in unto the Amorites and the Hittites, and the Perizzites, and the Canaanites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites, and I will cut them off. Thou shalt not bow down to their gods, nor serve them, nor do after their works, but thou shalt utterly overthrow them and quite break down their images. Don't do what they're doing. Don't serve who they're serving. Who's the world serving? Satan. Now, we don't want to say that. We think there's a separation between devil worshipers and, and you know, there's there's Christians and then there's nobodies, you know, they're not serving anybody. And then there's the, the devil worshipers, the folks going way off over on the deep side. Uh, we call it the extreme right or the extreme left, depending on how you are. Extreme right, extreme left, depending on where you're looking at this morning, I say. But can I tell you, you're either with him or against him, the Bible says. If you're not following God, you're following Satan. Let's be honest about it. The Bible says the children of this world in whom the God of this world has blinded their eyes that they should not see the truth and be saved. you either with him or you're against him. You're not, in, you're not taking a neutral ground. We we send us we tend to think that we can mix the world in with God and get everything everything balanced out and it's all it's all right you know the yin and the yang the the circle that has the black side has the white side there's a balance to it there's no balance you're either on this side weighing it down or you're on this side weighing it down but you're not going to balance it out the world is not going to be God's friend. And you cannot be a friend of the world and be God's friend. You're going to be against God. So in other words, it's like this, church. We need to start being less comfortable in this world. I thought about this the other day, and I'm kind of amazed because, see, it's it's one of these funny things. I don't see very many Christians get up and say, you know what? You're living too worldly. To somebody who's lost or to somebody who's not uh, where they need to be with God the devil don't like what I'm saying so I don't care I'll just change microphones I'll change all four of them if I have to but I do see Christians at times tell other Christians you're getting too carried away You're getting too fanatical. You don't have to go that far. An amazing thing that the Bible tells us that as Christians we're supposed to Comfort one another and exhort one another and lift one another up. We're we're supposed to encourage one another. And we should be saying stay in the game. Stand strong. Stay standing up. Don't give up. Hey, if it's getting uncomfortable standing with God, don't worry about it. I'm here standing with you. Think about it this way. When Moses was on the mount, and I don't remember exactly, Aaron was on one side, I think it was, and the, another man was on the other side. When he couldn't hold his long, arms up any longer, those two men stood there holding his arms up so that he could continue to keep it up. He didn't get let down, he got lifted up. And there was two brothers stood beside him and said, we're in the game with you, brother. Keep standing. Or keep holding your arms up. Moses didn't have to stand, he just had to have his arms up. So they put a stone under him so he could sit down and then they helped him hold his arms up. Amazing difference today, isn't it? Well you don't want you don't want this to be done or that, you know, so don't don't be quite like that. Bible tells us in three places, thou shalt not bow down again it found in Deuteronomy chapter five Jeremiah chapter ten. I used this scripture for a while out of context, and I've apologized for it. It does not imply to the use of a Christmas tree in a home and 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 I apologize for having not studied it thoroughly before I took that stand. In the way that I did, but but I will say this it still says what it says, and it means what it meant. So Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 1, it says, Hear the word of the Lord, which hear the hear the word which the Lord speaketh unto you. That means we listen to the Bible. <laughs> Pretty easy, isn't it? O house of Israel. By the way, he is not a Jew that is one outwardly, but rather one inwardly, not the circumcision of the flesh, but of the heart. Allows me to be a Jew by the conversion of Jesus Christ in my life. I'm part of that family. I'm a joint heir with Christ. It makes a great big difference, church, when you read the whole Bible. You get a little here and you get a little there. You get a lot of what needs to be said. But he says this going on, Thus saith the Lord, learn not the way of the heathen. And guess what we're doing, church? We're learning the way of the heathen. We're doing the things that the heathen do. And and i I, I, am be honest with you, there's some things going on, and I don't know what to say, I don't know how to do it. Some men of God, some guys that I grew up with and trusted in, and They've walked off the pathway. This breaks my heart. They're doing the things of the world. They're getting along with the heathen. In the name of growth. Well, you can't grow in Christ while the world grows in you. Don't happen that way. The world will never let you have enough of God to have the power and the authority of God in your life. Remember the Bible says, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. So when somebody tells you you can have Jesus and the world, just go ahead and go the other direction. Learn not the way of the heathen and be not dismayed at the signs of heaven, for the heathen are Dismayed at them. Matter of fact, it's a funny thing. The Jews were looking for a sign and they got it and they missed it. And they're still looking for signs and they can't get it. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil for we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities against powers against the rulers of darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places can i can i ask you a question does that not tell you what halloween is right there spiritual wickedness in high places funny thing is one day a year the world sells out to the devil churches sell out to the devil they do all these things and they don't even realize they've compromised and said, just like the Catholic Church when they brought it in. to a matter of fact, it wasn't in the United States until the Catholic Church brought it over here and they started doing stuff because they didn't like the fact that they had All Saints Day, which is November 1st. And, 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 and so they thought, well, we'll just incorporate Halloween. We'll accept it and become part of things, and, and we'll get more converts and so forth and so on. I'm telling you what, they're getting further and further away from God. I want to tell you something. There's no room in this, in this life to be worshiping or thinking about those that are dead bringing you anything back. I've heard of people talk about they set plates out at the table to invite the spirit of their dead loved one to come back and have lunch or dinner or fellowship with them the day of the dead. And I, I, Hey, church, listen to me. Every person that I love that's dead is either in heaven or hell, and they ain't coming back to eat with me. And I don't want them coming back. I'll go to heaven to be with those who went to heaven I'll skip hell because I don't want to go there and I accept Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior. I've got some loved ones that if they did not change their way, they're in hell this morning and I don't want them to come back and eat lunch with me. And I sure don't want those in heaven to come back and eat lunch with me. I'm just telling you, church. All Saints Day is the Catholic day in which you can pray to any of those that have been Sanctified, set aside as saints, so you can pray to Mary, Mother Teresa, Pope John Paul II, the Apostle Peter, the Apostle Paul, the Apostle. I mean, they've got all kinds of statues that you can go and pray to, but I'm here to tell you no statue is going to do anything for you. Get back to the Word, the way of God. So he said, Stand against the wiles of the devil. The devil says you can compromise, but you cannot. Wherefore, verse 13, wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Separate and stand. When we put on the whole armor of God, we're, we're taking a stand. 1 Thessalonians 3, 8. I'm skipping some, getting to just a couple, and then I'll be done. For we now live if you stand fast in the Lord. Now you can go back and read the whole chapter there, but I'm just telling you as a child of God, if we stand in the Lord, we live. But if we stand against the Lord, we die. That's what the verse says there. For now we live if we stand Fast in the Lord. Amen. Going on down, this will be the last one that I use this morning just for the sake of time, run down. 1 Peter 5, 8, be a sober, be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking who may, he may devour. Remember, I used this earlier. Whom resists steadfast in the faith. In the faith. There's important right there. Not in the flesh. But in the faith. What faith is that? The faith that we have in Christ Jesus. Knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren. That are in the world. So you know what? We could look at it like this that on that day Shadrach stood kind of made Meshach a little stronger standing kind of made Abednego a little stronger standing because in front of them and behind them and beside them was probably a whole lot of people who bowed. It could have went the other way. It could have went that Meshach stood and so Shadrach and Abednego, it was easier for them to stand, I mean, because the guy in the middle, you know, maybe Abednego stood and so Shadrach and Meshach stood. I don't know. But I have a feeling that they all in their own heart would have stood if the other ones bowed. But in standing they faced persecution. But the victory was this. In the persecution, they still stood. And in the end, their stand caused them to be thrown into the fiery furnace. We know the story. They threw three men bound into the fiery furnace. And the king stood up and was astonished because he saw four men. And they were loose and walking. And the greatest of the things that you can find in your Bible this morning, as long as you got your King James Bible, it says this that even King Nebuchadnezzar's eyes were open to see the truth because he said, I see four men loosed walking down there. The form of the fourth man is like the Son of God. If I'm going through the fire with Jesus, I'm all right. But if I go through this world fearing this world and the God of this world, I'm in trouble. So be separate from the world and stand with God. Would you stand this morning? Father in heaven, today we thank you, Lord, for your love, your mercy, and your grace. We thank you, dear God, for the blessings you give us. Lord, asking you this morning to lead God and direct our lives and draw us close to thee. Let thy word, Father, be alive and well in our hearts and our minds. And let us, Father, be dedicated, Lord, unto thee in all things that we do. Give us the strength, Father, to stand. Give us the strength, Father, to stay upright. Lord, help us to help one another. For in that, dear God, we find the strength we need, Lord. Now, Father, we pray, touch the lives and the hearts of those that are here. Whatever need might need to be met, Lord, we pray this morning you would do so. To be one lost, to be saved, backslidden, dear God, to come to you. Give things right. Every child of God would seek strength, Lord, in their lives. For this we ask and pray in Christ's holy name. And amen.